Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news every week. We discuss all the big talking points from the world of football, review all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, Lukaku's interview leads to disruption at Chelsea ahead of the big game against Liverpool. A game full of controversy at the Emirates as City leave it late to beat 10-man Arsenal. And it's new ownership of Southampton as a £100 million takeover is completed by Serbian-born Dragan Solak. Plenty of goals to talk about at the start of 2022 and lots of talking points. So, let's talk football. Well, here we are. New Year, New Year's. Yep, we are back. Yeah, we're here. I plan to be funnier in 2022. Plan to be funnier? I plan to be funnier. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Well, you've got to Good have a New Year's world. resolution, haven't you? Me? No, I don't do them. No? Oh, fair enough. I'd, I'd, I'd like Manchester United to play better. Can I have that as my resolution? That, that, I mean, that's not up to you. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> I'll just have that as my resolution. They must play better. And no, they can't let me down. Yeah. Like they do every week oh dear. lately. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. But anyway... We'll talk about that later. Yeah, later. Because the big news this week was obviously Romelu Lukaku's interview. Yes. That he did for Sky Sports Italy that the club didn't know about and was actually a little bit, um, uh, I don't know, he was a bit... I I don't want to be at Chelsea. I want to go back to Inter. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it was odd because he's obviously playing, oh, this is for Sky Italy, Inter fans are going to be watching. Yeah. Without realising that, no, they are going to see this in England. Yes, we, we do. You're talking to, for a start, you're talking to Sky. <laughs> so, you know, they've only got to pick up the phone, the Italy office to the London office and go, Lukaku's just done this great interview, you're going to love it. Yeah. The funniest thing was, Inter don't want him back. The Inter fans put a message outside the ground saying, we don't want you. <laughs> Ow. Yeah. Yeah, this is this has always been my issue with Lukaku. He just doesn't. Settle. He's honest. Yeah, he's honest, and he says what he wants to say, and that's fair, and we like to see that. But he doesn't help himself. No, by the way that he does these no. things. Apparently, now all is forgiven, though he has apologised. Yeah, what what the apology contested of, we don't know, because obviously he said what he said. Yeah, that's not going away. He probably said, "Sorry, so, I got caught, gaffer." It's got to be more along the lines of. I'm sorry for the mistiming of it and yeah. and doing the in- you can't you can't take back what he said. Nope. So it's got to be more around the timing of it and the act- you know the giving of the interview itself and make it you know I shouldn't have said what I said when I said it etc. Because yeah. uh, you said what you said you said it now yeah. you were not happy with the way that Chelsea is set up. Yeah. You don't fit into it. You're not you know you'd have stayed at Inter if they'd have offered him a new contract. Yeah. All that stuff. It's- that's a bombshell. That's a big bombshell. It is. And as a result, Tuchel and it looks like some senior members of the squad at least had a discussion and it was decided, I imagine by their manager, yeah. that Lukaku is not going to be involved in the game against Liverpool at the weekend. And there's no guarantee he would have been anyway, given the way that Chelsea have been playing without a number well, nine. Because no, he start he did start no, because he did start the uh the previous the previous game and he didn't get a goal. So he might have been, he might have been back in. I mean, he's back in contention for Spurs. Yay. I'm sure he'll love to bang a hat-trick just to get the fans on side again. Oh, I'm sure he will. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, no, that was a good game as well, that Chelsea-Liverpool game. Yeah, very, very open for a game yeah. like that. Normally they're pretty cagey, but it was very open. Yeah, yeah it's, well, you know, you think of Chelsea, they're normally solid at the back and don't let too much, you know, don't let teams get at them very much. No, but... and Liverpool, uh, yeah, for the first half hour, Liverpool were brilliant. Yeah. Got the two, get the two goals. Yeah. And, and then thinking, something oh. happened. I just stopped. Yeah. It's almost as if they're kind of running out of steam a bit in these games. Yeah. Yeah. And that that may be where Klopp's kind of coming from with his, we've had a busy period, but. It's the same for everybody. Exactly. You get no sympathy from me on that. Nope. That's the way you decide to play. Uh, and obviously Mane and Salah get on the goals, get on the goal sheet. Yeah. But they, I don't know, when's the potential for them? They, Where's their last game? Their last game before? was that game. That was the last game before yeah. they go off to African so Nations. So they are now on their way to the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. So I wonder why they keep trying to get all their games postponed. I wonder why. <laughs> why? Oh no! Look, we've got some suspected COVID cases. Oh, oh we no. can't play. Can't play the Carabao Cup. We couldn't possibly play the Carabao Cup semi-final against Arsenal. No. No. But then I suppose if you take those two out, so you're taking out Salah, Mane. Fabinho's Brazilian, isn't he? So he doesn't come out of it. Yeah. So there's only those two, right? But they're a big two to lose. Yeah, but they're a big. This is why you two. have a squad. You know they're going to the African yeah, but, Cup of but, Nations. Yeah, but these are still your your two best attacking players. All right, let's let's not let, let's be fair to Liverpool to an extent. They are going to miss these players. They're already out of the title race, so what's the point? My my, my (laughs) issue really is is around the international calendar and and why the African Nations Cup just kind of gets put mid-season. Because a lot of the African players play in Europe. Yeah. So why is there competition in the middle of our season? In the in the middle of the in the middle of a European, and I'm pretty I, I don't know what the um, African seasons are like. I'm assuming they must play a calendar year or something. Yeah, I wouldn't but, have thought they played during the summer. That's the reason why yeah. the African Cup of Nations is where it is. Yeah, because it's too hot it's in the just, summer. It's odd to me yeah. that it kind of like a lot of these players are brilliant players, and it's going to be a fantastic tournament. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but the eyes aren't on it. No, you know what I mean. No. Because the Premier League's still running, the Spanish League, the Gen- oh, you know, all the European leagues will start yeah, we, up again in the middle of January. Yeah, we don't stop for it, no. Yeah. And it's just like, well, where's the eyes for the, for the African Cup of Nations where they've got, you know, some of the best players in the world on show? I mean, they'll be on at weird times as well, won't they? Where, where, is an, where even is it? It's only going to be two or three hours ahead, maybe four at max. Cameroon. It's Cameroon. It's in Cameroon, yeah. Is on, I want to say it's on the west coast, but so it's eight o'clock. In, so it's only an hour ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was right. He's on the west. He's on the west. There we west go. Side. Check you out with your geography. Boom. So um, so yeah, it's in Cameroon. They're only going to be an hour ahead. Yeah. So it'd be like your central European time essentially. So it's be good for a European audience. It's just a shame that there'll be lots of other games happening. Yeah, because obviously well. we've got a lot of midweek fixtures as well in January. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, all, all the other big, all the, you know, you think about the South American tournament happens in the summer, the Euros happen in the summer, the World Cup happens in the summer. 
more often than not. Uh, when when most of the big leagues aren't playing football, yeah, the African nations just gets plopped in mid season. Yeah, now it's Liverpool's loss. It is as, Liverpool's as I say, loss. they're out of the title race anyway, so you know they're playing well, for second. You 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 never know. They've uh, still they're got... playing for second. Trust me. I mean, we'll talk. Well, we'll talk about we'll talk about City, obviously. Yeah. We have to mention Matteo Kovacic's goal. Yeah, exactly. Chelsea. That's what I was getting to. What a goal that was. What a lovely strike of the ball that was. Not known for Indeed. that sort of thing as well, Kovacic. No, but he's put one out the top draw there. He has. Even Allison wouldn't have saved that. I think to be fair, <laughs> I thought Kelleher did well. He had a he had a good game. He did. He was solid for most of it. He was, yeah, and he didn't flap at things. He came for crosses. He was decisive when he had yeah. to be. That's all you need. That's all you want in your goalkeeper. You do, yeah, absolutely. So, yes, yeah, so that kind of ended the weekend in quite an exciting fashion. Yeah. Um, and obviously we had all the big news following it from Lukaku. And then on Saturday, back just taking it back to... New Year's Day, we started off with Arsenal Man City. Yeah. And uh that was a game full of incident. That was a game full of incident. Gabriel, very silly boy. Yeah, a bit silly. But let's just take it back to the start though, with that the penalty yeah. that wasn't the penalty that I th- on Odegaard. Yeah, what was your thoughts on it? Was it I a penalty? Think it's a pen- I think it's a penalty. See, I, disagree. I know the kind of set I think you, well, you can talk about the ball going away, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. the fact of the matter is the keeper took him out. <laughs> right. Okay. Just because the ball's not near him doesn't mean it's not a no, foul. But... If I trip someone up on the halfway line and the ball's in the box, it's still a foul. Yeah. But if you look at it from the other way, obviously Edison's foot is coming across. Is it then that he steps on Edison rather than... I, no, I think, I, think it's, I think that's a penalty myself. I was I was like, well, that just doesn't seem right. Yeah, but see, I'm then, I'm of the viewpoint the ball has gone right, therefore Edison has touched the ball. But you didn't, you didn't touch the ball. Well, how does the you ball end see, up going right? You can see it on the image that he doesn't get a foot but on the ball. How does the ball end up going right then? It's probably because Odegaard's got a touch on it himself. But, but I don't think Edison's but, touched but that ball. The ball doesn't go right if Odegaard touches it; it goes left. It depends how he's touched it. He might have caught it on the axe. Let's have. I'm gonna have another look at it now. I'm gonna have another look at it right now. <laughs> I am. I am convinced. When I was looking at it earlier again today, <laughs> I'm. I mean, I've seen it four or five times, and every time you look I'm, at it, you go, oh, "Okay, yeah." I'm pretty convinced that I think Odegaard kind of went in with his left foot over the ball. Yeah. So I think there's a good. So he's chance gone he over the ball. It. So he's fouled the goalkeeper. He hasn't felt the goalkeeper. <laughs> what are you going on about? You when just said he went over the ball. the ball. Yeah, as in to say that he's put his left foot on <laughs> so the, the the boots inside of him. That's a penalty. Oh, we're going to have to agree to disagree. Let us know on Twitter, folks. That's a penalty. Fair enough. Yeah, he's, he's, Odegaard has touched the ball with his left foot. Edison's got nowhere near it. I'm sticking with the goalkeeper. Not a goalkeeper. For me. No, that's a penalty. Penalty, just because you're a Tottenham fan. The second one, however, that is not a penalty. That's not a penalty. That I is don't know what. not a penalty in a million there's years. Lots of things, there's lots of things going on for the ref to see, though. 
there's lots of reasons for him to give it. I don't think it is a penalty either. No. I think Silva's on his Bernardo Silva's on his way down. Yeah. But what I don't think helps the defender is he grabs his shirt. Yeah. But then so there was an incident that, in our game with. where they had he the defender had two arms around Harry Kane and nothing was given. That's diff- we're not talking about that incident. No, but you're you're saying about him holding his shirt and that's a that's yeah. not a penalty. Then it's the inconsistency that's annoying me at the moment. So that's well, not, it, that's it not happen. a penalty or that's given as a penalty by review from VAR because they've said, let's go and have a look at it. But then other ones, there are other examples of where similar things happen and then they don't give them. Oh, that, that can happen. That's football. That's football. We're going we're gonna to get it from time to time. Yes, you want consistency, but at the end of the day, there's still a subjective viewpoint on these incidents taking place. There is, and I think I was listening to, I think it was Andy Gray and Richard Keyes, I think uh, what they said was quite appropriate and quite apt. Instead of the VAR official saying to the referee, I think you should change your decision, what they should be saying to the referee is, hang on a second, you need to have a look at this and don't give an opinion. They say. No, that's what they say. They do say that. That, that is exactly... I don't know where Richard Keyes and Andy Gray are getting, off, getting their information from, but, but that's exactly what... They say for them in. Uh, well, what they say to them is if they, it, turn, if they turn around, no, they turn around to them and go, look, okay, you might want to take another look at that. Because even if they, if even if that's even if even if they did, even if they didn't say that, and you do say that instead, yeah, the implication is still there that you've missed something. No, but because if you turn around yeah. to go to him, go, oh, you might want to have another look at that. But that then, instantly tells the referee, oh, have I missed something? Yeah, but then the VAR so, should not give an opinion. Of the incident, it should just be down to the referee to have a look at the incident. Is. That's what I'm saying. But it is. Well, no, That's the exactly VAR how it works. The VAR says, "I think you should have a look at this because there is the potential <laughs> for this." Rather yeah, than a penalty. <laughs> that's that's what they'll say. There's potential for a penalty. They can't. What well, even if they don't say? So the implication would still be there. Yeah. Oh, I think you've missed something here. Even even if you just said, oh, you might want to have a look at that. But what then... it sounds like, when what I think the main point they were trying to get at and what, the, what they were trying to say is during the Euros, VAR seemed to work in a different way to what it does in the Premier League. I disagree with them. Right. There's a reason why they're not on British TV anymore. Well, there is a big reason why they're not on British TV anymore, but yeah. <laughs> No, no, it, it doesn't matter because if whenever whoever it is in the VAR box turns around and goes, oh, you might want to have a look at that, it doesn't matter what they say after it. That first sentence in the referee's mind would just say, oh, I might have missed something here. Okay, let's have a look at it. It doesn't matter if they go, oh, I think there's a, a, a handball on there or I think there's a there's, def- there's a definite handball or there's a foul in there or whatever. Because yeah. straight away the ref's going to go, oh, I've missed something there. So no, I just don't. I disagree with that completely. That's not going to help the situation. It's also it is a subjective matter. Yeah. But you have got referees working together, and it's so much better than it was last year. Oh, it is. Don't get me wrong. It takes it's so much far better. less time to make a decision. The only thing that's grating me at the moment is the offside, is sort of armpit thing 
you know, your your arm is offside. You can't score a goal with your arm. No, it's your shoulder. Your shoulder. Yeah. Your, but you can with your shoulder. So that's why it goes up your armpit. Yeah, but but if you're leaning offside, a, a striker's stance when he's going to try and run through on goal is to lean forward. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the defender's so always what... going to stand square because he's trying to come up to catch but him that's offside. Why they put. That's why they put the line under the shoulder. Yeah, so that it, you can score with your shoulder. So they put it. They put the line. They take yeah, the arm if, out of it. So but if, if, your a, arm... if, if an attacker's leaning forward with an arm, yeah. they're not offside. So it goes under their armpit. Your armpit is connected but to your they, main body. They're they're still doing it by the arm on some cases. No, they're not. Yeah. I've seen it. Come on, what's going on? Who's who's upset? Which referees upset you this weekend? All of what's them. Going on? They what's all upset on? me because they're all terrible. They're not terrible. There are worse. I bet you you'll find worse referees in the world. Mark Clattenburg. Exactly. He's not even a referee anymore. No, but he's still a bad referee. Anyway. <laughs> Should we talk well, about Gabriel's red card? That's for you, by the way. Anyone wants to sue, you don't sue him, me, sue him. I'm giving an opinion. Giving an opinion. I'm giving an opinion. He's a bad referee. I disagree. Yeah, of course you would. Right. Anyway, Gabriel's red card. Can we focus on that, please? He's a bit silly. He's grabbed him, any. he? Well, it's not even that. I was talking to someone in the office today about that. Why scuff up the penalty spot? Well, yeah. If he misses it, you know, you don't have any faith in your goalkeeper if you're scuffing up the penalty spot. Because, you know, if he scores, he scores. If he misses it, he misses it. If he saves it, he saves it. You've just got yourself a silly booking <laughs> as a centre back, knowing full well that you're. Probably... Have you been to the Michael Owen school of punditry there? No. If he scores it, he scores it. If he misses it, he's missed it. And if he saves it, well, he's no. Saved the it. only reason why I save that, or the only reason why I say that, is because I hate it when they say on the television that the striker or the penalty taker has missed the penalty and the goalkeeper saves it. Hasn't it missed was, it. The goal is safe. It, it was more. It was more that you're just being obvious. Yeah. You're stating the blooming obvious. Anyway, can I carry on? Michael Owen. I mean, you can. <laughs> I'm just going to keep digging here. Hang on. Um. Right. So, you know, obviously Gabriel is a centre back. He is more likely to be def- to be booked again than say if I don't know Lacazette had done it, for example. And he's just taking a massive risk in a game you didn't need to. Hmm. And then obviously two minutes later he gets booked because Bernardo Silva just runs into him. But of course he's going to get yellow carded again because he's blocked I, him off. I I think that was a booking anyway. Yeah, I think probably was. He has, he's blocked him, he's grabbed him, that's a booking. But he's but made yeah, the, no, the, but Bernardo the Silva again the... going down has made the referee make a decision on a player that's already on a yellow card. Yeah, but the scuff the scuffing of the penalty spot, we don't you don't need to see so that. It's stupid. That's, that's a nonsense. And it's cost your team a point. Yeah. In a game you probably deserved that point from, because they were brilliant first half, Arsenal. Brilliant. They really, they were very, very good. They played very well. And then you just hand the initiative to Man City, and once you do that, all right, it took them till the ninety-third minute to score. It did. They were very, they did, but they did defend they, very well after that as well. But they just keep Arsenal. pummeling you, City. That's the yeah, problem. They come at you. Yeah. yeah. They just, they just don't. They're stop. just relentless. Yeah. So a game full of controversy. And breathe. 2-1 was the day. City are on the charge. Yeah, 10 points clear. 10 points clear. Liverpool have got a game on, yeah. on them at the minute. Their title to lose 
it's it's still plenty of time to go. Yeah. Like I say, I'm not I'm not I'm not breathing this just yet. There's still you know, Liverpool win their get their game in and one. Yeah. That's an eight point gap. That's that at this time of the year that's still you can still you can still get that back. Yeah. But we're really back time, to the, not the end. But if we roll it back to the African Cup of Nations thing, obviously if Salah oh, yeah. and Mane are missing for a month, because you would is... you would expect them to go quite far in the tournament, those two teams. There's only Mares missing for Man City, isn't there? Yeah. So yeah, that's right. You know, they can just drop someone in to play where Mares plays. Liverpool have a slightly different more difficult problem with that. Oh, absolutely. Um it is going to be tricky for Liverpool. Yeah. No doubt. I'm calling but, it. Uh, I'm calling it. Pay out, bookies. Oh dear. Didn't hasn't someone? Someone probably has. Yeah. Oh yeah, Betfred. Betfred pays out on Man City to win the Premier League there already. Go. I did read that. I did read that. I did, I didn't lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, Betfred are uh, are already paying out on them winning oh, the there league. There you go. Because they want to claw back some of their money. Yeah, it's slightly probably. less. <laughs> yeah. Slightly shorter odds than what you put in for, but you know you can pay it out now. There you go. Yeah. I, I thought I'd, I thought I'd read that somewhere. Important win for City, which kind of sets them up quite nicely. Uh, the other good game that day. Yeah. As we're going on a bit, was Palace West Ham. Yeah. Good game. Uh, I think if Palace score three or four minutes earlier, that could have got interesting. Yes. Yes. You know, if they get that second goal on 86, 87 minutes, yeah. then that would have been a hell of a finish. They were, three up. They were looking down. comfortable, comfortable at half-time. They were playing really well. And then Palace, Palace came out the second half, yep. or even like the last 20 minutes, really, and looked a much better team. I'll be brutally honest. When I saw it was 3-0 to West Ham, I didn't bother watching the second half. Well, you wouldn't, would you? No. <laughs> You'd go, okay. It Cause, was, cause it was no like, problem. No. I did see um, Manuel Lanzini's first goal was very special. Very yeah, no, he's, he's got them in his locker, Lanzini. Oh, don't don't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they mention it now. Yeah. Oh, speaking... well, he scored a goal like that against Tottenham when they drew three all last season. Thank you very much for reminding me. Might as well. You don't need reminding. Forever. I have a photographic memory. I can remember these things on my own. <laughs> Speaking of late goals, yes, uh, Davidson Sanchez in the 96th minute. Yes, that game wasn't worth watching for 95 minutes. It really wasn't. <laughs> it really wasn't. Kyung Min Sun put in one decent cross the whole afternoon. Yeah. Thankfully, Davidson Sanchez got his head on it. <laughs> yeah. Say no more. What was that's very bad for that? Yeah. I mean, we'll come back because we'll talk top four in a minute. But um, yeah. no, the game wasn't great. The game wasn't great. No, but um, three points are three points. I'm quite. I'm happy. Then on Sunday, Villa took the lead against Brentford. They did, and they played very well for that first twenty minutes. I was watching that first twenty minutes, like live. Yeah. At the time, and our standing goal was a very, very good, well worked goal. Yeah. But you cannot write. This Brentford team have something in them. Yeah. To, to be fair, Brentford were not in the game until no. they scored. Yeah. It was all Aston Villa. And you, you thought, well, they're going to win this easily 2 3 0. And they the, equalised. The goal and... never came, though, did it? Yeah. 
It was. It just came out of nothing. The opening got yeah. the equaliser. Yeah. And obviously Rosalev again. Getting the getting the winner. Later on. But no, yeah, it was a that was a that was a good game. It was a good game. It was a, a fairly entertaining for yeah, it, it was, what it was. It was good to watch. I was watching that one. It was good it was a good game to watch. Yeah. And then the other game of the weekend, I think, was Everton Brighton. Yeah, more pressure on Rafa. More pressure on Rafa. Now Everton have been busy. They've brought they, a couple of defenders. They have. Yeah. So they've signed uh, Patterson from Rangers. Sixteen million pounds. Sixteen million pounds. Well, they they rate him quite highly. He's got a few scouts after him, yeah. and that was they rate him highly at Rangers, but they don't play him by the sounds of it. Because yeah, because of Tavernier. Exactly, and he's just been phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, you know, anyone that's watched any kind of Scottish football knows that that guy. He's smashing it right now, James Tavernier. Yeah. And I'll let you have a go at the the um the Everton player, the other one. What? Vitali Michaelenko. Well done. Yeah, you see. I can speak. Oh me. So yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Defender. Another diff- so they've got a couple of defenders in and I think they need to improve in those areas because yeah. they were very, very sloppy. They were. Everton. Yeah. Particularly the second goal. Second goal, Dan Byrne. Bearing in mind, Dan Fern is six foot five, and yeah. he was unmarked inside your penalty area. It's just bad. It's just, <laughs> just not good. So That's what are you doing? Yeah, and it's so. very. I think it's though Rafa, if I remember rightly, Rafa's a um, zonal marker. Yeah. So you can kind of, if I remember the Liverpool team from his Liverpool team back in the day, he he does zonal marking. So it is it it, it is possible to find those gaps. Yeah. And those spaces in the box. But not a man of that height. Surely someone yeah. should have said, go and stand next to him, for goodness sake. Indeed. But no, um, big win for Brighton. I think they needed that. Yeah. Just to set themselves up, because they were starting to show a few signs of a few cracks appearing in, in Brighton, but they've got that now and it's settled them again. Yeah, but Everton, yeah, Everton are, are okay at this point, but they could get dragged into it. They could get dragged into it, yeah. Yeah, they could do. Absolutely. But no, fun game, that one. Uh, Leeds-Burnley. Leeds, probably their best performance of the season, I think. Yeah, certainly the most clinical one. Mm. They took their chances. Yeah, they took their chances. They, yeah. they did take their chances. Struggle for Burnley again, although Maxwell Corno's goal was very good again. Yeah, again, yeah, again. <laughs> if anyone's going to save them, it's going to be him, I think, this season. Yeah, I, I think I'm joining your club. I th- I think they're on the way now. I, don't I think Brighton are on. The- I think Burnley are on the way. Rather, don't think they have got a saving. They, well, the thing is, they have got a game on Watford. Yes, I mean, but you know, if you're down that end of the table, you've got one win of the season so far. You've only got one win. Yeah, it's uh, it's unlikely that you're going to get the three points you need. So um, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, they've um, they've, to be fair, they've got a bit of a difficult run as well. After the FA Cup. Yeah. They play Arsenal, Leicester, Man United, Liverpool and Chelsea before the beginning of March. Oh. That's a tough run, but yeah. Burnley have this knack of picking up points against some of these teams. They do, yeah. They've done it to us in the past. They did it to Liverpool last season. At this time of the year as well, they can pick these points. You know, in the past, they have got the surprise point or the surprise win. So it'll be interesting to see if they can do that again and start to replicate that. It's going to be Houdini time, I think, for for Burnley. 
I don't think they're quite in that that category yet because Watford aren't out of sight. No. And Leeds, uh, Leeds and Everton are eight points ahead of them, yeah. so that's a bit of a further. But Watford are only two points ahead. Yeah. And mm. they've got a game on them. They do. They just. They just don't look like winning though. Every time I see no. them play, they just don't look like winning. No, I think I think they will struggle to be honest, and I think it is going to be three of those four. I feel. Come on, they lost to you last that's Thursday. I know that's saying that's saying something. <laughs> and they Ralph Radnick's Manchester United look like well beers. We'll get on to United now, actually, being as we're here. Uh, Phil that Jones! Was... Phil Jones started, and you know what? Whatever your thoughts on him as a footballer, I was just so happy to see him back on a football pitch. Well, when I messaged you yesterday saying Phil Bloody Jones, I couldn't believe it. I was so happy for him. Because thought... it's been over, well, it's nearly like two years, I think, or over. Yeah. It's like 700 odd days. Where he's he not played, played really well, to be fair to him. And he was our best player. Yeah. He was by far, he was composed. Yeah. Like, you think about it, you've not played a, a game for like 700 odd days. Yeah. You've had injuries coming everywhere. Every time you've looked around, your knee's broken down or whatever has gone on. Yeah. And he's worked and he's worked and he's worked. And he showed his ex- his experience. Yeah. He, he, just, he just looked calm. Yeah, he did. He, he looked very good in everything that he did. It was just like, yeah. And I think he could find himself playing again. Oh, I think he probably will. Absolutely. Yeah. He looked very, very good. Although he did do a bit of a gurn when Matinho scored. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first I just... thing I look for when the shot went in. What did Phil Jones's face look like as the ball was going in? The thing is, it's just generally though. I I don't like this formation we're playing. I don't. I don't, I don't like, like it either. It. I don't like the U shape. I really. It's, I it's just, really don't it's like just it. not. It's not a thing, surely. It's just like, you know, Hassan Hootel, Tuchel, Klopp have all came come from like his school of thinking. Yeah. None of them in the Premier League play with that formation. Yeah. They know. Don't they? They know. They, they, <laughs> they know. know. You cannot leave a ma- And the thing is, what we're ending up with, we're ending up... I remember I saw Scott McTominay receiving the ball to his feet with his back to goal yeah. at one point. That's not how... That's not... You're not going to get the best out of Scott McTominay with his back to goal. That's yeah. not how he works. And it's like you're ending up with players in positions where they're not comfortable and shouldn't be. Yeah. And it just doesn't make sense. Doesn't it just doesn't I just don't I don't I don't understand no. what the what the idea is that that and it was the idea that it was supposed to make us get us more control of a game. I mean I've I've seen it twice maybe yeah. against teams at the bottom of the league. Mm. Um and not even Newcastle last week. No. We didn't look in control of that game. Burnley we looked alright on and then the first game I think which, you know, they were still probably working stuff out still but it just doesn't look right no, to me. No, it doesn't. And like I said, he's going to come in coming up with a, a revolution when I don't think uh, a revolution is he's going to work no, for six months. To be and fair, think... he didn't need a revolution. He just needed no. a manager just to put an arm around him and go, do you know what? You're actually really good players. Let's play this formation and we'll win games. It needed an organisation, I felt. Yeah. Because that was one of the criticisms that kind of came out from Ollie's time was that what's the game plan? 
you know we're very open yeah. and all it needed was someone to just tighten us up yeah didn't need tinkering get your with defensive at all. duties sorted and then kind of go go and go and be magic instead we're going to play a formation where you could fit a bus through there it just oh, it's so odd maybe two buses who knows it's just it is odd because it's like you're wanting everything to go outside 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 and premier league teams are like yeah fine you can do that yeah you know the battle is always won in the middle of the park in the premier league yeah, yeah. so i don't know it's ronaldo I, I didn't look happy again but he wouldn't because he's losing <laughs> and he's a winner he's not used to it. you think he's though he's not he's, he's not, not used, used to, to losing games of no. football he's not so yeah he's going to be annoying i can't remember if it was this game or the last game it was the last one it was the um when the got, newcastle when game he got taken no he got taken off i think against burnley okay yeah. one thing i did notice didn't applaud the fans when he come off i don't think he's ever notoriously no. done that though oh okay that's not a thing he's well, one he's probably not used to coming off <laughs> So he's probably walking is to the it, bench is going, the game is, this, over? is this what am I supposed to do? <laughs> is this how is this how this works? I've played eleven hundred games in my life. I probably came off the pitch before everyone else five times. What? How does Bruno Fernandes hit the bar from where he is? Oh, I don't know. But I thought, oh, when I saw it, because it was a great bit of work from Matic yeah. for, for a change. He really battled for that chased it down and then he gets the pull back and you just think i'm watching fernandez coming out i'm thinking goal yeah he doesn't he just doesn't does he no he just think goal and he's just lent, he's just lent back on it yeah and it's it's caught and it's gone and it's just one of them times you know that goes in everything's all right in it yeah exactly wolves don't but unfortunately wolves don't go it's on not score. yeah it's not and things are bad and we're losing games of football that we shouldn't be losing and yeah i've got a i we're not in control. Like I've said this all season, and Ralph was supposed to come in and give us that control, and I'm not seeing it yet. Yeah. Like we've never seen. We've seen so out of place in games all season. It's weird. Yeah. Manchester United have lost six games already. Yeah. It's, it's not like. No. Well, it is. It, it is, is like, like modern day Manchester United, but yeah. Yeah. It's not where we want to be. No. No. And as we were going to talk about the top four, should we talk about the top four now? Yeah. Let's do that then. So, um, obviously, the top four battle is. Well, the, he, the battle he, for know, first, second, and third is gone, but the yeah, yeah. The so fight for fourth is yeah. The fourth, it's Arsenal, West Ham, Spurs, United, and it mm-hmm. at this stage. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even count Wolves out of that, to be honest. I would. No, I would. Yeah. I don't think they'll. Right. I don't think they'll have the consistency over the over the length of the season to be able to to give a. We are challenge. at the halfway point. Well, most of us are. <laughs> yeah, but well, you're not. We're not. No. Spurs are. We, we could still Watford get a suspension when we play Arsenal and Everton. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, are uh, yet to get to the halfway point in the tie in in the league. Yeah. But we've, um, I think, yeah, I I fancy Arsenal for it. at the moment as things are. Yeah, I fancy Arsenal for it. Well, of course you do, Michael. They're in the driving seat. But even before, like you look the way that they've been playing the last. They have been playing very very well to be fair to them the last couple of months and we talked about this last week how they turned it around from how yeah. appalling their start was yeah i i, I do i think I, I i kind of fancy arsenal to for be fair it. i think the best thing for both us and arsenal in the second half of the season pending a appeal no european football 
Yeah. Reavers. Obviously, West Ham yeah, are still in Europe, help. and so are you. Yeah, but we won't be for long. So. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> Come from the end of February, we'll be done. Yeah. But um, it's going to be an interesting second half of the season for those four. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think West Ham will probably fall away again. Yeah. Towards the end. Yeah. Depends what they do in January. If they get a striker in January, that might well change that. Yeah. I think I think their legs will start to go. I think they they'll probably need something else in the midfield. I think just to keep their energy up yeah. because I think that's kind of where they kind of lost it in a bit. I think Rice and Suchek had played a lot of games of football. Yeah. And yeah, they need to of... start using Noble a bit more. Yeah, and the fact that they are still in Europe and looking strong in Europe. Yeah. They could go quite far in the Europa. Depends what they get. They could. But... Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think Spurs are looking better. We are looking contact. better. Yeah. We are playing better. We're making more chances. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not really there, but I, I think United will. My heart says we'll pull it together, but when you look at us, we just. We're nowhere near. Yeah. We're nowhere near. We're not. I don't think we're going to get top four. Yeah. I don't fancy it, to be honest. Yeah. We've got players that can do things like that. You know, we've just got magic ability, but it's, it's never enough. And we've been saying this all season about United. Yeah. And you've got players that play in moments. Those moments have to arrive. And they don't always. Yeah. It's like Ronaldo in the Champions League for us. We'd be out of the Champions League if we didn't have Ronaldo. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. You know, he's he's pulled it out of the bag numerous times. And I just don't... I just... I don't think this way of working is no. going to work for United. I don't... I'm not a believer in it. I think the overall style and his belief system in football is great. It's, you know, it's high energy, it's press, it's... Get get about them, working them. That kind of fits with United. Yeah. But this shape, this shape just it doesn't feel right no. to look at. And you know, I I want to be prove me wrong, please, Ralph. <laughs> please. You know what I mean? I'm begging to be proved wrong on this one. But uh, I just don't see it. I don't see it. As for us, I'm I'm happy with Antonio Conte. I'm really happy. Yeah, I think. And... He's definitely he's going to, definitely going to improve Tottenham. Absolutely, hundred percent. And obviously, if you'd had asked me when Nuno was in charge, would we make the top four? I'd have said no. But now you're in the right. You're in the. I mean, we're in with a shout. Whether You've still we got can, your two games on Arsenal. Yep. Yeah. And you're and only two points behind. Them. I'm just. I was sitting while you were talking about Man U. I was just sitting here thinking, right, who of the top seven have we got to play? So we've got to play Arsenal at home. Yeah, we've got to play. We've got to go to Anfield, which is never easy for us. We've got to go to the Bridge. We've got to go to the Etihad. West Ham have got to come to us, and we've got to go to Old Trafford. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, I'm going to back my boys to finish well, in yeah, the top well, four. Well, everyone's sort because we're we're only halfway yeah. through the season, so most teams in and about that battle are going to have to play each other. Yeah, but it's but for, you know I mean? for me, it's where we play them. Obviously, we have a notoriously bad record at everywhere other than the Etihad. We seem to touch wood. We seem to do quite well at the Etihad. Well, you'll find out soon. Yeah, but, but no, um, I think you're you're in the race. I think Tottenham, uh, United is hanging on to it, but I think we'll drop. I think I honestly think we'll drop away from it. I mean, if you don't going. buck up your ideas, yeah, you, uh, you need to have a word with Ralph. Uh, West Ham right in it but I, I do i think it'll be arsenal i think your top i think your top four is i think that's how it'll finish to be honest 
we'll see. Long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's me firmly sitting on the fence because I don't want to get abuse. Oh, I don't care. Bring it. <laughs> right. So that's the top four. And then we quickly want to talk about Southampton, new owners. Yeah. Bit Can't of come a out of nowhere. Blue. Yeah. But for, 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 well, from a news point of view, it's probably been going on for ages. Yeah. But no, they've got, they've been taken over a hundred million pound takeover by Dragon Solak, founder of the United Group. So this is apparently, they're a company, they're, they're a new company that are kind of looking at football clubs around the world. They're kind of following the Man City model. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So going into different territories and buying football clubs and building a bit of a network. So that seems to be what they're, what they're going with and, and having, you know, long-term investments in things and not really looking at revolution. Um, no, rather, but, just evolution rather than revolution. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think, I think by the, the reports that they have been looking for new ownership, it's not as if this is, well, they've been looking for new ownership in. since um, the Labazane fella died. Yeah, yeah, of course. But it could be a big thing for Southampton. It could be. It depends how it all develops, I guess. But th this is their first club. Southampton's the first club that they've invested in. Yeah. So they're the guinea pig, essentially. A little bit, a little bit. And they'll yeah. probably try and get some in different areas. They'll probably end up with an MLS team as well, I imagine, or stuff like that. You know what it's like. Yeah, yeah, well, um, Enoch, who who own us, in inverted commas, they used to yeah. have fingers in many pies around Europe and the world, yeah. Indeed. So, uh, you know, it, it seems like it's more of a steady takeover rather than a complete, you know, it's going to change the fortunes of Southampton and turn them into world well, it, beaters. It might well change them in terms of the way they recruit, because I've read a thing in the article hmm. that they've brought in Rasmus Akerson. Right. who was the director of football at Brentford. And when they, when he was at Brentford, they based their transfer activity on statistics rather than... Okay, so rather the than old sort of looking Oakland at... athletic approach. Yeah. Fans of Moneyball. Or fans of Football Manager. Yeah, I'm going to look at a few stats <laughs> yeah. coming together. That's how Brad Pitt put his team together, Fair his enough. baseball team together. Fair enough. I've never seen Moneyball. Good film, you should watch it. Okay. Very good film. <laughs> but yeah, um Southampton fans, it's uh, a new a new era has begun. Yeah. So next it's well, lastly, it's FA Cup weekend, FA Cup third round. I love third round weekend. We've got so lots good. and lots of ties coming up. Interesting ties. It's gonna be fun. We're not gonna be we will cover it, but we won't be able to cover everything. I mean, Too many yeah. of them. Yeah, that would be a long podcast if we did every game. They're very, very long podcasts. So we'll try and pick out some of the more exciting ties wherever they fall. Yeah. yeah. This they, is, as know, I say, this is the is. thing I love about the FA Cup. Because you don't, A, you don't know what sort of team people are going to put out. No. And B, obviously, anyone can spring a surprise. That is the beauty of the FA that Cup, as they say. That is the beauty of the FA Cup. I know we look forward to that. Have we got any ties you're particularly looking forward to? As we, we normally round up with fixtures well, coming. So what, what fixtures would you like to highlight before we finish okay, today? Okay, so we've got Manchester City versus Swindon. That might be an interesting one. be interesting nice. to see what City play. Barnsley against Barrow is another one that jumps out. Because Barnsley are not doing very well in the Championship. Barrow are doing all right in League Two. Okay. 
you've got the giant killing, potential giant killing of Kidderminster against Reading. Kidderminster being the home team. Yeah. That's going to be a good one, I think. For games that might shock a little bit, West Brom, Brighton. Obviously, they're not yeah, that far away massive, in the table. Yeah, it wouldn't be a massive upset no. if West Brom pulled that off. Because I think you'll find Brighton... Well, to be honest, Brighton might as well go for a cup competition. They might do. They might have a go at a cup run. Yeah. They're doing well in the they're doing, they're doing well enough in the league, I think, to be able yeah. to go for it. Millwall and Crystal Palace is another one. That'll be t- that'll be tasty. At the den. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that, that's, that one's worth a watch if it's if if you can. Yeah. Um Hull against Everton. Obviously Everton in a bit of disarray at the minute. Yeah. Hull playing quite Agreed. well in the championship recently. Mm-hmm. Swansea Southampton's probably another one. That yeah, no, that'll be good. That might well yeah, no, I think that's a good. Sh- there's, there's always potential for an upset there. Even though Swansea aren't having the best of seasons this year, but no, no, no. West Ham and Leeds is probably one that jumps out as well. That should be a fairly decent tie. I can see West Ham resting a few for that. Possibly, yeah. And then Arsenal and Nottingham Forest is probably the last one I'd pick out of the ties. Very, very, yeah, very nice. Obviously, you've got. Premier League teams taking on sort of conference opposition, League Two opposition, League One opposition. We're at home yeah. to Morecambe. And you've well, got Man Aston United. Villa. Yeah, Man United Villa. You <laughs> say the weekend's going to end. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Stephen Gerrard coming to Old Trafford. He's just, no matter what happens, Gerrard's just going to get abused for 90 minutes. Oh, of course he is, especially with that long walk down to the. Oh, he's, there's going to be so many chants going on. Normally, normally the United fans love to sing to him how many trophies Anderson, how many Premier League titles Anderson's won compared to Steven Gerrard. How many That's... titles did Anderson win, incidentally? Three. Three? Wow. Three? Oh, eight, oh, nine. Any... Oh, he might have four, actually. Ooh. I think Anderson's got four Premier League titles. Greedy bugger. I know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and, and they do things like that and they sing those. I'm I'm sure name. Stephen will be fine. I th- oh, of course he will. He'll be relishing it. He, he can't wait for it. He loves it. He, he loves the rivalry. If he's on the touchline, is he back now? Is he COVID free? Um, well, he wasn't. He wasn't on the weekend, was he? So uh, he should be back by he then. Should he should have done his. Then. Yeah. He should have done his. Uh... Seven days. Yeah. Yeah. So he should be okay. He's isolation. That's the word I was looking for. That's the word you were looking for. I was just going to let you get there, frankly. But yeah, no, it's going to be an exciting weekend of FA Cup football. Don't forget, if you want to get in touch with us, please do so. You can tweet us at Let's Football Pod. You can email us at Let's Talk Football Podcast 442 at gmail.com. That's Let's Talk Football Podcast 442 at gmail.com. But for now, we will we will leave you to it, I guess. Yeah, all done. Everyone st- stay safe and look after yourselves. And um, we'll... See you all very, very soon. Bye. Bye.